Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone and they just weren't there? They just weren't present. They could be looking at you, they could be nodding their head, maybe even making eye contact and answering your question or saying words, but you knew in your heart of hearts that that person wasn't really in the conversation, they weren't present. Well, today I want to talk about the presence piece of executive presence. We talked earlier about what it meant to be to be an executive, now we're going to talk about the presence piece of executive presence. Now, first thing I'd like to share as a thought and insight is you don't need any special skills or training to be able to sense someone's presence, right? When you walk into a room and someone's really upset or someone's having an awesome day, you don't even need them to say anything to you. You don't need them to make eye contact to you. You can sense it. As human beings, we already biologically have the ability, if we're not distracted by other things or somehow biased in a way, to just sense these things and pick up these things naturally about each other. It's part of our survival. It's not anything that has to be trained, right? So you can get better at it, but we already have that natural ability, so you don't need to take a bunch of training to be able to tell when people are happy or sad. So when it comes to executive presence, it's really about how do people feel about you when you're in that space? And as a situation occurs, what is the feeling that they get from you? Now, I always like to talk about the six degrees of executive presence because those are the states of being uh, that make it more likely for someone to consider you to have executive presence. And today I want to share about a specific uh, state of being that helps lead to executive presence. And that's called being engaged, right? So what does it mean to be engaged? We, we talked when I opened about someone just not being there in the conversation with you. They're not engaged in what's going on. And what's the problem with that? When someone's not engaged with what's going on, you're really not going to trust that they know what to do with what's going on. And further, it makes it harder for you to follow them or to even make suggestions to them because it doesn't really feel like they're going to be listening or taking heed because they are disengaged. Now, that engagement happens at several levels, right? It could be the interpersonal level. Are they engaged with the person they're talking to? It could be at the team level, right? At a, at a larger group level, are they engaged with, what, with what's going on with the team, right? If everyone's so happy and they're miserable and they don't understand why their team is happy and feeling successful, that's not going to be great. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, if everyone's miserable and people are leaving and retention is horrible and they are just hunky-dory going along their way and they think, you know, the organization is doing so great, that's also 
not going to be great in terms of executive presence and people having confidence in the kind of leader they are. And the last type of engagement I'd like to talk about is being engaged with the mission, the vision, the values, however you want to think about it, of the company, right? Are they just in it from their self, for themselves and they have their own agenda? Or do they have a larger agenda that talks about what the organization is about, what um, they're about as a human being, maybe about their role in society? Because those are the things that really inspire people. Those are the things that uh, will get people to believe in you and go the extra mile rather than, you know, you're trying to get as many stock options as you can or run up the corporate ladder as fast as you can. Not really that inspiring to others and doesn't give them the confidence that you're going to do the right thing to lead for everyone. You're going to do the right thing for yourself, but not necessarily for everyone else. So that actually detracts from your executive presence for people who have figured that out and sense that about you. Again, they don't have to interrogate you. You don't have to say anything to them. People will pick this up off of you just like you may sense a dangerous situation or you may sense that, hey, that table over there, they're having such a great time. I want to be more like that table or I want to be seated at that table where everyone's having a good time. So remember, for your executive presence, it's really important to be engaged on various levels because that's the state of being where people will be more likely to believe that you can lead well in a given situation. Anchor FM has a really great way for you to participate on the show. I'd love you to leave a message on Anchor FM, either the app or the website, with your thoughts, insights, or questions on executive presence. If we are able to, we'd love to share your message on a future episode. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you consider yourself more of an introvert or an extrovert? I don't like to think that you can actually put people in boxes completely, right? So it's not like everyone is purely an introvert or purely an extrovert. But I do believe that we all have tendencies that in various scenarios we, we tend to revert more towards a certain way of being. And introversion and extroversion are um, a pretty commonly thought about way to think about it. I'm not going to go into the, the definitions and the, the technicalities from a psychology perspective. 
of introversion and extroversion. I think we all have a, a working sense, a good enough sense of the difference between the two. Now, a lot of times when people feel that someone they're trying to develop or even for themselves, that they need more executive presence, they tend to conflate that with extroversion, right? If you think about a lot of leaders, especially in corporate America or, you know, other global, you know, corporations and organizations, um, extroversion is definitely valued or seen more in upper management than introversion. Now, the first thing I'll say about that is that doesn't necessarily mean extroverts are better leaders than introverts. There's a lot of reasons why that's going on. Um, but you can just see statistically that there are more extroverts than introverts. And that behavior, uh, that characteristic, does seem to be treated preferentially in organizations. I don't think many people would actually argue uh, with that premise. So what's going on here? And can introverts have as much or more executive presence than an extrovert? My answer maybe will be a little bit surprising or different from what you'll hear from other people. My answer is 100% absolutely. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel. So.